dominating a 14-point run. It's time for Pacers Weekly. Talking about a win, the Indiana Pacers coming off a 111-101 victory over the Chicago Bulls last night. I'm Pat Boylan. Hello, welcome to Pacers Weekly. If you're in town for New Year's Eve holiday reasons, welcome. We talk Pacers basketball right here on 93.5 FM and 1070 The Fan from 10 to 11. We do it every Saturday morning during the season. Paul George carried the Indiana Pacers late. His 32 points helping the Pacers close on a very strong run. In fact, a run of 14-4 to to close the game in the uh, game's final four minutes and 30 seconds. He finished with 32 points a game last night. That was kind of decided by who would win that late matchup between George and Jimmy Butler. Those two were right around 25-27 points headed into the last five minutes of the game. And it was Paul George who closed strong, finishing with 32. Butler on the night, a strong night. He finished with 25. 9 of 11 from the foul line, 6 rebounds. But George took over late, and that was the biggest difference for Indiana. But they had plenty of contributors as well. Thad Young finishing with 17 points and 6 rebounds. Jeff Teague only shooting 2 of 13 from the field but had 17 assists. That was a career high, and pretty significantly. His previous career high was 15. He'd done that four times in Atlanta, so he breaks his career high by a couple. And Glenn Robinson the third, he shouldn't be overlooked. 12 points on four shots, and also had 10 rebounds. Robinson was 4 of 4 from the field, 12 points, uh, 3 of 4 from the line, had a steal in there as well, playing defense on Dwayne Wade late. That's exactly the role that Nate McMillan wants him to play. And then Miles Turner finished with 15 points as well. All of those starters coming up with strong evenings. Last night inside Bankers Life Fieldhouse. So the win puts Indiana at 16 and 18. The Pacers are in the midst of a very tight Eastern Conference standings, which sees right now uh, Charlotte is in fourth, but the real gap and the real tightness comes between fifth all the way really down to 12th or 13th. The Pacers right now are in 10th position, but they sit just a game and a half out of fifth place Atlanta. Atlanta is in fifth at 17 and 16. The Pacers are in 10th at 16 and 18. So they're right there as they have been all season. Still waiting to make that run, though. The Pacers don't have anything larger than a two-game winning streak this season. They'll have a chance to match that two-game winning streak on New Year's Day against the Orlando Magic, a 6 o'clock tip. Pacers.com slash tickets is how you can be there. In fact, there's plenty of chances to be inside Bankers Life Fieldhouse. They play at home on the 5th and play at home on the 7th as well against the New York Knicks. We've got a great show coming up. For you, you will hear from Mark Boyle, Kristen Airy, The Usuals, Eddie White, Jeremiah Johnson, Mark Monteith. Slick Leonard joins the show. We mentioned Glenn Robinson the third, his very effective night. He's inside Daenerys Den. We'd like to hear from you as well. 317-239-1070 is how you can join the show. I'm at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter, taking your Twitter questions. We're going to switch things up here for this show this week. Jeremiah Johnson is joining us live, and he will be next coming up on Pacers Weekly. At ATI Physical Therapy, we're here for you. When you're injured, in pain, or recovering from surgery, we'll help you get back to your best with expert therapy that's customized for you. Plus, we'll schedule your first appointment in 24 to 48 hours, so you're on your way to feeling better faster. With over 50 Indiana locations, visit ATIPT.com to find an ATI clinic near you. We know returning to better health is a big deal, so look no further. ATI Physical Therapy, here for Indiana and here for you. Your money, 
Your voice. At Forum Credit Union, that's true even when you're talking about a loan. Sure, the money might be ours to start with, but what good is the money if it's not making things happen? Every day our members are building decks, buying cars, or heading back to school. Forum's personal service and large array of loan options make it possible. It's not just your money, it's your life. And we want to help you make the most of it. Visit a branch or forumcu.com. Forum Credit Union. Your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 469848. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Hi, Pacers fans. This is George Niang. Bankers Life is not just the official insurance partner of the Indiana Pacers. They are also proud supporters of the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 17 seasons, Bankers Life and its parent company, CNO Financial Group, have donated nearly $260,000 to the Pacers Foundation, inspiring and motivating countless Indiana young people. Bankers Life, CNO Financial Group, and the Pacers Foundation are giving kids a winning shot in central Indiana. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org. You're listening to Pacers Weekly on 93.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan. We are live on The Circle in downtown Indianapolis. And joining us live is Pacers TV host and sideline reporter Jeremiah Johnson. JJ winning. Uh, It can cure a lot. There's been plenty of discussion over the last couple of days. Paul George, CJ Miles kind of leading that group about just simply having fun again on the court. You talked a little bit about that with Paul George in your walk-off interview last night. Winning certainly helps, but a step in the right direction in that regard. Definitely. You know, with this team, so many people ask, you know, what was going on or what, what's been happening when they've lost some of these games that you'd expect them to win. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's a group that really gets along. And Paul said that on Thursday that they have fun when they're on the buses, when they're on the planes, when they're in the locker room, they're an easygoing group. There are no egos. It does not feel like, and nobody points any fingers, but they just have these stretches in games where, uh, they're not all clicking, and the chemistry on the floor is not so good. And basically, you just have to eliminate those or be able to overcome those, and they were able to do that against the Bulls. And I thought it was really a well-played game from start to finish. There were a few lapses in the fourth quarter, and Chicago got back into the game. But if you never trail in a game, you have to consider that a pretty positive a step in the right direction. And, and that was a win the Pacers needed to have, and I saw a lot of smiles on the bench during the game and as well as after the game, and deservedly so. And Paul George talked about that point you just brought up, how it was the Bulls coming back from behind, how that can be exhausting. And when Chicago caught the Pacers, it was almost like they ran out of energy to continue that comeback. Paul George, though, he's had plenty of these moments at home late in games this season where he's pulled the Pacers to a victory. I thought it was pretty good for his confidence to do it, though, against Jimmy Butler, a player who, when they've gone head-to-head at least the last couple of seasons, Butler has probably uh, been ahead in that matchup between the two. Did you sense it was good for Paul George's confidence to be the better of those two and lead to a victory last night? It was good for a number of reasons, but Paul enjoys those matchups against Jimmy Butler, and while while Butler has had the edges you mentioned head-to-head over the last couple of seasons, for Paul to score 32 points, to have some clutch baskets, and to do it against Jimmy, that's what he lives for. That's what he practices for. That's what's fun to Paul. So when he says he wants to get out there and, and get back to having fun on the floor, 
no better place at Banker's Life Fieldhouse and no better opponent than Jimmy Butler to do it. And when Paul and Jimmy have played each other this season, I think we had the graphic, they weren't having high-scoring games because of the defense that they play on each other. And Paul, to get 32 points and to do it within the flow of the offense and to get to the free throw line nine times, it was all a big improvement from what we saw at the United Center on Monday. The United Center on Monday, of course, a Pacers road game. Uh, you're with the team on the road. You, you look at the standings, and, and you and I have talked about this a lot on our on our podcast that we have up on Pacers.com slash sound. The Pacers are 12-5 and five at home. I think any reasonable fan, anyone reasonably with the organization, would have taken that and ran if you offered it at the beginning of the season. The Pacers have the second-best home record in the Eastern Conference behind only Cleveland. It's been the road where it's not translating, 4-13, on the road where's the difference is there a disconnect uh, that that's a really large swing to be 12 and 5 at home and 4 and 13 at the road on the road it seems like these improvements that need to be made uh, we might have to wait till the next road trip to see if they've taken effect yeah you can't really look at the entirety of it you just have i mean each particular game there there have been their own issues i think on the road but when I talked about their demeanor and how much they get along, I, at times it's an easygoing group that does not show a lot of emotion, and I think that can hurt you a little bit on the road when you need that little extra bit of energy or emotion to help pull you through some tough circumstances. And some of those stretches that become uh, 9-0, 10-0 runs at home, they've been 15-2 or 17-2 on the road, and, and those are too tough to overcome because if you're like Chicago was doing yesterday where you're spending the entire game trying to come from behind, you just run out of energy to get over the hump. So they've gotten off to pretty good starts, I think, on most of their home games, and they've gotten off to not so good starts on the road. So I think that's been the one thing. And, and lack of execution, and a lot of that goes to uh, the other team feeding off their crowd, and they have a little bit of energy. So, but the Pacers are not so good right now that they can overcome mistakes in the fourth quarter and late game execution issues. And I think that's been the big issue on the road. Jeremiah Johnson is with us. Uh, you've got an off day here, but you're headed back to the field house. Yeah, you know, it would be nice to be at Banker's Life Fieldhouse and not be in a work mode and looking forward to catching a little IU Louisville. It's a fun weekend in Banker's Life Fieldhouse to have a game yesterday afternoon. I thought the 4 o'clock tip was nice to get some of the kids out and to celebrate the holiday weekend early to have this IU Louisville game today and then Indiana Orlando tomorrow. It's a great weekend for basketball fans and I look forward to uh, watching a little basketball from the stands and not have someone talking in my ear the entire game today. Well, there will be someone talking in your ear, though, coming up tomorrow when the Pacers host the Orlando Magic, a 6 o'clock tip. Uh, note the earlier start. Uh, but what do the fans have to look forward to for that game and on Fox Sports Indiana when you begin a half hour before? That's correct. Indiana Members Credit Union Pacers Live pregame starts at 530. I'll be with Eddie Gill in the Fox Loft and being with the new year, we'll have a little New Year's resolution discussion with, with Eddie on what he thinks the Pacers should try to do in the new year. And we'll ask some players throughout the night what their New Year's resolutions are, maybe look back on how they spent their New Year's Eve. I talked with Miles Turner earlier this week. It's important to note Miles is still only 20 years old, so he told me he will uh, continue with his tradition of sparkling grape juice with his sister tonight. Uh, <laughs> it was great to hear Miles talk about that, and uh, that puts everything into perspective when you consider just how good he's played. He's only 20 years old. 
I was doing a separate interview in that same room when I heard him say that, and that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good story. Fans have a lot to look forward to. Coming up at 5.30 on Sunday, January 1st, 2017, Pacers host the Magic, Jeremiah Johnson on Fox Sports Indiana. Uh, enjoy the game today, and thanks for your time here on Pacers Weekly. Awesome, Pat. I'll talk to you next year. All right, that's Jeremiah Johnson joining us live here on Pacers Weekly. Coming up next, Mark Boyle will be with us. He is coming up next. Get ready for the Red Hot Chili Peppers live in concert. May 18th, the Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Red Hot Chili Peppers. New album, The Getaway, available now. Reserve seats on sale now at the box office, Ticketmaster.com, and all Ticketmaster locations. Red Hot Chili Peppers, produced by NS2. Your money, your voice. At Forum Credit Union, that's true even when you're talking about a loan. Sure, the money might be ours to start with, but what good is the money if it's not making things happen? Every day, our members are building decks, buying cars, or heading back to school. Forum's personal service and large array of loan options make it possible. It's not just your money, it's your life. And we want to help you make the most of it. Visit a branch or forumcu.com. Forum Credit Union. Your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 469848. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Hi, Pacers fans. This is George Niang. Bankers Life is not just the official insurance partner of the Indiana Pacers. They are also proud supporters of the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 17 seasons, Bankers Life and its parent company, CNO Financial Group, have donated nearly $260,000 to the Pacers Foundation, inspiring and motivating countless Indiana young people. Bankers Life, CNO Financial Group, and the Pacers Foundation are giving kids a winning shot in central Indiana. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org. Welcome back to Pacers Weekly on 93.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan, taking your Twitter questions at Pat Boylan Pacers. 317-239-1070 is the number you can call in and chat Pacers basketball. With us, we'll be here until 11 o'clock. Slick Leonard, of course, always with Mark Boyle on the home broadcast. They were together last night, and they had a chance to talk here for Pacers Weekly. Mark? Thank you, Pat. The Pacers have struggled lately, Slick. They have fallen under 500. We're just a few games away now from the midway point of the season, so we have a pretty good idea of where the strength in the conference lies, where the Pacers stand in the pecking order, although there are a bunch of teams in that same neighborhood, and that can change really on a game-to-game basis. We know it's been disappointing so far. What is the likelihood that the Pacers can take the rest of the season and maybe get to the place where they'd hoped to be when the season started? Well, I I really feel, uh, I look at the ball club, you have to be honest with yourself, I I look at the ball club and I think anything over 41 wins will be a bonus. That's the way I look at the ball club right now. Uh, that maybe, maybe that's going to get you in the playoffs. You know, it's going to be a battle down to the wire to, to, to make the playoffs, but... Uh, 
we're going to have to have guys in this new year, we're going to have to have guys come up with uh, a lot better basketball than they've played so far. Are there any guys in particular that you think need to step up their games? Well, if, if Monte Ellis, you know, Monte has not had a good year so far. He's not had a good year. I think the combination of both those two guards that we're, we're playing now uh, with Monte Ellis and Glenn Robinson, Glenn's going to have to come up with an offensive game. He's got to get better uh, if he's going to, you know, be a, be a good player in this league. Uh, I keep watching Miles, and I know they're with Miles Turner. I know they're working with him on a low post game. Well, we we got to see some results now. We got to see some results. Are they going to post him up down there? Uh, other than that, Paul George. Uh, Paul George has been a little bit up and down. A little bit up and down. His defense. Uh, I, now I'm, I'm going to watch. Uh, he his defense is uh, he's gambling a lot. He's gambling a lot, and then he hit a little bit of a shooting slump, but he's still the be our best player. So looking at the last half of the season, uh, everybody is going to have to make their contribution if we're going to do any good. I don't think anybody who looks at it objectively would disagree with anything that you said, but I still wonder about this. You've got Cleveland, which is clearly the class of the conference. You've got Toronto, which is very good. And it looks like Boston is starting to separate itself also. And then you've got a bunch of teams like Chicago, the Pacers, Detroit, Charlotte, Atlanta, all right around 500. Is there any reason the Pacers couldn't be the best of that group? No, no reason at all. And, you know, that, that group that you're mentioning, uh, we have on the road, we have in the last three minutes of ball game, we've been... Two points down, three points down, but we we haven't made that move to win those ball games, and uh, those are the ball games you have to win. We're going to have to pick it up on the road. We're not we're not playing well enough on the road. We're going to pick it up on the road, and but there's no reason there's no reason if these guys really go after it that they can't be the best of those those run of the mill ball clubs. Now you hit on something there that mystifies me the record on the road we know that almost every NBA team has a better home record than road record that's just the way it is but the distance between the home record and the road record is is really striking really noticeable have you been able to put any kind of logic to that do you see any reason why that would be well it, it goes back you know we talk about the basics and the fundamentals of the game it goes back to mental and physical toughness you know, we could be mentally and physically tough here at home, but when we get on the road, you know, so you have to look at your club and say, have we got a bunch of guys that aren't aren't really uh, mentally and physically tough? Because you've got to have that to win on the road. One last thought here. We talk about all of this and all of these teams in the Pacers grouping. And then we look around the league and we see that Cleveland is terrific and Golden State is outstanding and San Antonio's pretty good. Uh, and then there seems to be a drop-off. It's really hard for me to imagine, no matter what transpires with all of these other teams, anything other than Cleveland and Golden State in June. Are we just playing the games in the regular season because we have to? I think you hit it right on the money. I think you hit it right on the money. I, I can't see any way. I can't see any way. And, you know, we, we watch San Antonio and Houston and uh, teams that are 
playing some pretty good basketball, but I think when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, nitty-gritty in June, I think it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State. That's Slick Leonard, the Hall of Famer, kind enough to spend some time with us here on this edition of Pacers Weekly, the calendar year of 2017, at least as it relates to the NBA schedule, is about to begin the Pacers' first game of the new year coming up on Sunday at Bankers Life Fieldhouse against Orlando. Let's go back to the studio now and Pat Boylan. All right, Mark and Slick, thank you. Glenn Robinson the third had an effective 12 points, 10 rebounds. He did it all on four shots. That was last night in Indiana's win over Chicago. Coming up next, he earns a trip inside Daenerys Den. This is Pacers Weekly. At ATI Physical Therapy, we're here for you. When you're injured, in pain, or recovering from surgery, we'll help you get back to your best with expert therapy that's customized for you. Plus, we'll schedule your first appointment in 24 to 48 hours, so you're on your way to feeling better faster. With over 50 Indiana locations, visit ATIPT.com to find an ATI clinic near you. We know returning to better health is a big deal, so look no further. ATI Physical Therapy, here for Indiana and here for you. The Harlem Globetrotters will dribble into Bankers Life Fieldhouse with their action-packed world tour on Saturday, January 14th at noon. Witness amazing Globetrotter moments that will become unforgettable Globetrotter memories. Feel the dunks. See the ball handling. Experience the annex that will have kids of all ages laughing the entire time. Don't miss the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters on Saturday, January 14th at noon. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. 30 years and still number one. Bon Jovi, live in concert. This house is not for sale. This house is not for sale. The tour, Bon Jovi, performing all their anthems. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, March 22nd. Every ticket purchased receives a copy of the new album, This House is Not for Sale, available November 4th. Get tickets starting in 1975 at LiveNation.com while supplies last. Service charges apply. There's more at BonJovi.com. You're listening to Pacers Weekly on 93.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan. Time to go inside Daenerys' den. He's with Glenn Robinson III. Chris? Thanks a lot, Pat. Big win for the Pacers on Friday as they beat the Bulls 111-101. And a guy with a huge part in the victory, his third double-double of the year, Glenn Robinson III. He's inside Daenerys' den. Glenn, that was a huge win for you guys, wasn't it? It was. Uh, we needed it, you know, coming off a four-game losing streak, you know, playing the Bulls. Uh, we know that we really needed this game. I thought we came out with a lot of, a lot of confidence, tried to have fun, and we played hard. You know, I thought that uh, we did a great job playing together. I think one of the things Quinn and I have talked about on our telecast on Fox Sports Indiana is the more aggressive you are, the better you are on both ends of the floor. I, I thought against the Bulls, you, you, you started out in a great space, hit a three, but but it was also your defense, too. Talk about that. Yeah, uh, I just tried to create havoc. You know, guarding great players like uh, D-Wade, Jimmy Butler, you know, I, I just uh, try to try to contain them, but at the same time, be aggressive. Um, I think that that's something I could really bring to this team is, you know, my defensive energy, um, you know, and, and I got great, great guys around me, you know, who encouraged me on both ends of the court, you know, and uh, I think once we're having fun, once we're communicating like that, uh, 
we're so much better. Like you said, we're a great team. What's been the biggest difference for you? You started early in the year when Paul and CJ were hurt at the small forward position. Now you're starting at, at a guard position. What's the biggest adjustment there? Yeah. Um, you know, the two and three are, are a little different. Um, obviously, uh, with Paul being a, super, a superstar, uh, all-star, you know, um, Obviously, a lot of those players are going to go to the three. A lot of those players are set up for that. Um, and, and the team needed me to do different things when they were out. Um, now that they're back, we got two of our best scorers on the court. Um, you know, my role kind of changes of what I'm doing. My role kind of changes from not just, you know, score, but both ends of the court, you know, rebounding, whatever it might be. Um, I'm willing to step up and do that, you know. So I tried to change, uh, kind of change what, what, I, what I was doing, but still want to maintain as aggressive as possible. Glenn Robinson had his third double-double of the year. You talk about rebound. You were out-rebounded Monday in Chicago, out-rebounded by 20 in Washington, D.C. I'm sure that Coach McMillan and company, that was a part of uh, the talk. You guys had to do a better job on the glass. Definitely. Um, and yesterday in practice, we, we practiced rebounding, you know, so we really just wanted to go out there, man, and, and uh, not get beat on the glass again. That's something that we really focused on. The coaches um, were, were, you know, on us about, and I thought that we did a, we did a pretty good job tonight of uh, picking us, picking each other up and they're helping Miles out on the big guys down there and uh, rebound as a team. I know it's early, still 40-plus games to play, but only being a game or two under 500 is a whole lot better than being four games under 500. And you guys have some games at home where you guys have been very good. Why have you guys been so good here at home? Got great fans around us. You know, we, we <clears throat> get a lot of a lot of intensity from the crowd, you know, a lot of support. You know, we love playing at home. I think uh, our biggest thing, man, we got to transfer that, knowing that, you know, it's only us 15 guys, you know, and coaches. Um, together on the road trips you know I think that once we once we uh, really support each other once we really uh, get into get into the game and helping each other out on both ends of the court on the road you know we'll be an even better team but and we got some great fans here and uh, we love to play at home finally your running mate in the backcourt had the most assists the Pacer has had since 2002 Jeff Teague had 17 assists uh, talk about his play that's very special. Uh, Teague, is, Teague is a great player. You know, I thought he did a good job uh, really uh, controlling, controlling the game, you know, starting the game off with a great tempo, uh, finding guys, man, and still be, uh, being aggressive and finding his shots. You know, I thought that he did a, he did a great job tonight at that, and I'm um, happy for him. Glenn Robinson the third, his third double-double of the year, 12 points and 10 rebounds as the Pacers beat the Bulls. Thanks so much, Glenn. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. All right, Inside Denary's Den with Glenn Robinson the third. Back to you, Pat. All right, Chris and Glenn, thank you. Coming up on Pacers Weekly, we go back to Mark Boyle. He's with Bill Wennington. That conversation is next. This is Pacers Weekly. At ATI Physical Therapy, we're here for you. When you're injured, in pain, or recovering from surgery, we'll help you get back to your best with expert therapy that's customized for you. Plus, we'll schedule your first appointment in 24 to 48 hours, so you're on your way to feeling better faster. With over 50 Indiana locations, visit ATIPT.com to find an ATI clinic near you. We know returning to better health is a big deal, so look no further. ATI Physical Therapy, here for Indiana and here for you. Your money, your voice. At Forum Credit Union, that's true even when you're talking about a loan. Sure, the money might be ours to start with. But what good is the money if it's not making things happen? Every day our members are building decks, buying cars, or heading back to school. Forum's personal service and large array of loan options make it possible. It's not just your money, it's your life. And we want to help you make the most of it. Visit a branch or forumcu.com. Forum Credit Union. Your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 469848. Justin Moore. That's Paul and you. Lee Bryce. 
American-made door. January 12th, 7 p.m., Bankers Life Fieldhouse. One night of hit after hit. Justin Moore. Lee Bryce. January 12th, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Small town, USA. Platinum selling Justin Moore. Chart topping Lee Bryce. Making country music great again. Tickets are on sale now at the Bankers Life Fieldhouse box office by phone at 800-745-3000 and online at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Police Productions. This is Pacers Weekly on 93.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan, taking your Twitter questions and telephone calls. I'm at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter. 317-239-1070 is the number you can call in. Bill Wennington started in the NBA in 1985, played for the Mavericks and the Kings, but he's most well-known for his time with the Chicago Bulls. And now since retirement, he is part of the, the radio broadcast team in Chicago and he sat down with Mark Boyle recently here for Pacers Weekly. Mark? Thank you, Pat. The Bulls, much like the Pacers, Bill, struggling to get north of 500. They started out well and then lost 12 of 18. They've had some success again here recently. Do you have a feel for yet, uh, yet for whether they're a playoff team or just another team like the Pacers, the Hornets, the Hawks, and others who are scrambling for crumbs? I think right now we're scrambling. We're trying to find out who we are. We started off the season where everyone knew we weren't a good three-point shooting team, but we started off shooting three ball very well. And, and that won us a lot of games early, but we've come back down to earth and we are the worst three-point shooting team in the league. And if teams really pack in the paint on us, we have trouble scoring because that's our strength. Get Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade to the basket to score to the foul line. But if no one's hitting shots, teams really just sit down low and protect that basket and make it tough on us. So it's tough to say. Defensively, we've been up and down, but teams that shoot a lot of three-pointers, whether they make them or not, Normally, they make them against us. Brooklyn had a big case, case last the other night. Uh, we played Dallas and Dallas, and we know they shoot three-pointers, but they made them all because we just didn't cover well enough. So our defensive intensity hasn't been there consistently. The changes in the offseason prompted a lot of curiosity. New York now has Rose and Noah. You have Rondo. You have Wade. Those are major personnel moves. Would you say they're working out the way management had expected? I, I think at times it's worked out a lot better. I think Dwayne Wade has been a huge influence on Jimmy Butler and has really helped him become a better leader. And, and his presence in the locker room has been much more than his presence on the floor. And his presence on the floor has been pretty good. He's our second leading scorer on the team. Uh, Isaiah has the ability to take control of the game. And he's won some basketball games for us. So that's been great. I, I love what Wando has done. He's a, a loose cannon at times on the floor. Doesn't always run exactly what the Fred Hoiberg's asked him to run. But... Uh, he really does look for his teammates to hit shots for him and get assists. And when we're moving the ball well like that, that's when we're playing our best. So it's been positive, and uh, you can only imagine if we didn't have those two on this team, where would we be without them? You have a player in Jimmy Butler, and you referenced him, similar to Paul George in that he's trying to crash through to that elite level. Now, for Paul, it's been a bit of a struggle. He hasn't gotten there yet. Is Jimmy close to getting there? Yeah, I think Jimmy's close. He's... he's figuring out 
again, nine new bodies on the team. He's figuring out how to get to the basket better. The consistency of the team hasn't been as good as we had hoped, but you can see his frustration at times on the floor. Uh, he doesn't always buy into exactly what's being run on the floor. He tends to hold the ball a little bit more, but that's the nature of his game. He needs the ball. He needs to attack the basket and get to the foul line. So at times, it's just not there for him. You see he's try pressing a little bit harder than he has in the past. Tell us a little bit about Fred Hoiberg, your coach, and a man our fans are familiar with. He started his career here, and even though he didn't play a lot, was a very popular player. Looked like there were some uncomfortable times last year. Is he starting to fit in as a pro coach? He's doing it much better. I think last year a lot of the guys just didn't buy into his system, but I think they really understand now. It's fun to play that way. The problem is do we have players that can run the floor consistently and, and get up and down the floor for 48 minutes, and I think that's part of the problem. Our personnel doesn't quite fit the style, so it's a little bit of compromise, give and take on both sides, and I think he's doing much better this year, but it's still... Again, the consistency hasn't been there enough to make everybody happy. The key question, and I always like to save the best for last, divisional rivals, Pacers and Bulls. So normally that plays out through the course of 82. This year, the four games are completed before the first of the year. So the question I ask you in closing is this. How much will you miss not seeing me from now until April? Well, Mark, I'm going to be honest. I do enjoy coming here and talking with you and Slick and seeing you guys. You're two of my favorite broadcasters other than Neil Funk. Uh, in, in the league, so I am going to miss it because it's for me it's a great trip. It's a short trip for us from Chicago, and it's always fun to come out here and every now and then uh, get to go and smoke a cigar. Unexpected response, and I find myself tearing up. We need to go now. That's Bill Wennington, one-time NBA center, played on some championship teams in Chicago back in the day, and now for the last many years has been a Bulls broadcaster. I'm Mark Boyle. We'll go back now to Pat Boylan. Mark and Bill, thank you. Coming up, Pacers are in action again Sunday, January 1st against the Orlando Magic. It's a 6 o'clock tip, so note the slightly earlier start. Pacers pregame on the Bankers Life Radio Network will begin at 5.30. You can hear it right here as well. With Jeremiah Johnson on Fox Sports Indiana, we heard from him earlier. The television pregame show beginning at 5.30 as well. We still haven't heard from Eddie White. That's coming up soon. Eddie goes around the house and finds someone with an interesting story to tell inside Bankers Live Fieldhouse. And this person, it's it's surprising she's made it this long without being on the show. Most of the voices for the Pacers, they're very visible. You see Kristen Airy, Quinn Buckner, Mark Boyle constantly around different Pacers outlets, including here on Pacers Weekly. But you might not know who runs Pacers Twitter. And, of course, in this era of social media, that's becoming an increasingly popular area where fans get their Pacers news. You're going to hear who runs Pacers Twitter and her story. Yes, her story is coming up next. That's on Pacers Weekly. Get ready for the Red Hot Chili Peppers live in concert. May 18th, the Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Red Hot Chili Peppers. New album, The Getaway, available now. Reserve seats on sale now at the box office, Ticketmaster.com, and all Ticketmaster locations. Red Hot Chili Peppers, produced by NS2. Your money, your voice. At Forum Credit Union, that's true even when you're talking about a loan. Sure, the money might be ours to start with. But what good is the money if it's not making things happen? Every day our members are building decks, buying cars, or heading back to school. Forum's personal service and large array of loan options make it possible. It's not just your money, it's your life. And we want to help you make the most of it. Visit a branch or forumcu.com. 
Forum Credit Union. Your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 469848. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Hi, Pacers fans. This is George Niang. Banker's Life is not just the official insurance partner of the Indiana Pacers. They are also proud supporters of the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 17 seasons, Banker's Life and its parent company, CNO Financial Group, have donated nearly $260,000 to the Pacers Foundation, inspiring and motivating countless Indiana young people. Banker's Life, CNO Financial Group, and the Pacers Foundation are giving kids a winning shot in central Indiana. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org. very likely if you're a Pacers fan, you get your Pacers news at least in some form on Twitter and through social media. The Pacers have a very strong force on all social media platforms, but Twitter probably leads that group, and it's run by Celeste Ballou. She runs the Pacers Twitter account and a handful of other areas that are handled uh, by the Pacers digital department. Her story's interesting. She knows Eddie. She's fortunate enough to know Eddie White. Uh, from a previous, uh, before Eddie and she got to the Pacers, a previous life, if you will. Uh, and it was actually here at Emmis. But their story is now Eddie White goes uh, around the house with Celeste Ballou. Eddie? Thanks, Pat. It is once again time to go around the house. And with everybody else out there, wishing everyone a happy new year from around the house. And it is so great to get this person. I believe it's the first time we've had her on. I work with her over at Emmis back in the old days of Kravitz and Eddie, and now she's been with us a while and is one of the best pickups we've had since I've been with the Pacers. She's, the current, she's currently the Associate Director of Digital Marketing, which I think that's a fascinating subject and the title for a lot of you youngsters out there who want to work in sports. She joins us right now, the lovely and talented Celeste Bayou. How do I pronounce your last name? Baloo. Baloo, like, yep. like Cat Baloo. Yes, correct. Has anybody ever called you Cat? I have been called that before, yes. I've never called you that. I had never heard of it until a few years ago when somebody yes asked me. See, I'm old enough. It was, uh, who's the old actor? I think uh, it was Jane Fonda, I believe. Jane Fonda was, was in it. That, yeah. And then uh, there was an old guy, uh, Mitchum, I think. No, not Mitchum. I'll have to look it up. This old gray yeah. hair, James Colburn. Was okay. it Cat Baloo? Yep. So I can call you. I've never called you Cat Baloo. No. But I can do that now you, going forward? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, Pat, back to you. We just got a new <laughs> way. No, Celeste joins us. Celeste, um, we worked together at Emmis. Yes. And that's when yeah. we first you know, crossed paths. Yep. And you kind of tried to save Kravitz and Eddie. And most people, <laughs> we were an unsavable ship. Uh, but th- there you were. I saw in you over there this creative person who was always willing to think outside the box and size, try something new. And now in your position here with the Pacers, First of all, we should probably start there, is what is digital marketing? And then there's another phrase that hovers out there called digital media. Mm-hmm. What is all that? Well, first of all, you're too kind. I appreciate the compliment. Um, digital marketing, we oversee Pacer social media, Pacer's website, your mobile app, and then all the different ways that you advertise, too. So you may see some Facebook ads and other things like that that we are, our group all oversees that. So any way that the t- Pacers are out there digitally, like in all the ways that I mentioned, that's that's what our group oversees. 
It seems to me, uh, you know, back in the day when I first got into sports PR 30 years ago, it was newspapers and then magazines right. and television. And now it's this whole social deal, whether right. it's Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and the Pacers are there. Yes. And in some cases, which I'm very proud of this, our organization has been on the forefront of this. I mean, we have, sure. you know, Steve Simon, who's the son of our owner, is really, a, you know, loves that stuff. He's into that stuff. And to me, it's you have the quintessential job that is 24-7, 365 days of the year. Oh, you guys sure. cannot take a day off. No, not at all. And it's one of the most exciting parts of the job is that there's never the same day twice. Um, but it is. It's, it's always constant. There's, you'll never know what happens or what comes up. So we're we're prepared for anything, any announcements that the team may have, you know, games at any you know hours of the night from late night West Coast swings to our home games. We're covering those. Um, to all the activity around the team, too, the things that we do in the community and all the other ways that the team touches um, Indianapolis. We're trying to share those stories in a variety of ways with our fans so that they see not just the guys that are on the court, but the guys that are out there in the community as well. So, yep, we are always on. You know, the website never closes. Social media is always on. Um, but we do work with our traditional team, too, of, you know, TV ads and billboards and newspaper and that as well. So we're also out there as well, but making sure that that's all unified, that the digital matches that those same elements as well. Is it safe to say there's not a platform out there uh, media-wise that the Pacers are not involved in? I think that's fair to say. Yeah, we've um, you know, we've expanded all the way from Snapchat has been one of the bigger ones in the past year that we we run our Snapchat account, which is just Indiana Pacers. A quick plug for anybody that wants to follow us there. But we even have a social media account called Weibo or on Weibo, which is in China. So we're trying to reach international fans as well, and we post uh, post some. It's similar to Twitter, where we post in Chinese, though, where we've got that, trying to reach an international audience as well. So we're trying to reach fans wherever they are on whatever platforms those are. How do you handle the, like, the players' individual tweets? I mean, do you guys meet with them, or do you guys talk to them about strategy? I mean, Paul George has a bazillion followers, sure, yeah. and he tweets a lot. And, um, you know, is there any interaction between you guys, the, the organization, per se, and the players? There's some. It's really interesting to see. You can tell the guys pay attention to the team's accounts. They like they like when their own photos are posted, which is always encouraging when we they retweet our posts and share that. And we work with them on their personal accounts, too, but not too in-depth because we want it to be their personality. Yeah, we want it to, for them to show themselves but if there is something you know the cause that's really dear to us that they're connected to we try to get them to post that and we can provide different elements as well um even with paul george and the way he's expanded his brand and um so many ways like just the new era hats that we're selling here at the field house we've worked really closely with him on that to produce some videos and all kinds of stuff like that so that paul has things to post too about selling those hats so um, and sharing the story of his designs and things like that. So we're helping them tell their stories, but really we want them to for them them to tell it. And for the most part, they all do, you know, through themselves. You know me long enough. Sometimes I ask questions rather than questions. <laughs> so like, um, with social media, you say your market. You know, whether your market is Central Indiana or Indianapolis or Indiana. It's social media, your market's the world. You just mentioned yeah. you, you're doing things in Japan China, and China, yeah. China, and. Um, but you also have to have the core of, like, your franchise. You know, this is a conservative market, conservative franchise. Right. We're not going to get too edgy. Like, like the New England Patriots uh, uh, blasted an official tweet from an NFL 
guy, guy who works for the NFL, uh, because this guy at the NFL was always kind of needling and blasting the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I don't think we do that, all right? We're, we're not going to do that. Right. There are teams out there that every every team has a different personality. There's some teams that are far more outlandish than um, than I'd say we would ever be. And we've tried, we try to have fun. That's what social media is all about is fun and, you know, everything from Snapchat to Twitter. We want people to be feel like they're watching the game with us and being a part of the team. But we're not going to be out there with being um, – too bold or trash talking or stuff like that because that doesn't match who the Indiana Pacers are. We've never been that, um, I guess, aggressive. I would say in terms of our voice. So we try to we try to match our team and our market. And you know, Indiana is down home, hardworking people, and that's what we try to display too. Wrapping up, when you look at all the vehicles you have, I imagine all of your social media <laughs> platforms are all like all these cars in a parking lot. <laughs> is it true like the Testarossa would be Pacers.com? Is that is that the one where most people go to or no? Uh, Pacers.com, yeah, is our main hub for everything. But social media is really where it's become of us putting the, the content that's on Pacers.com out to people. Instead okay. of trying to get people to come to the site, mm-hmm. we use social media to push those stories to them and find things that are interesting and share videos, photos, graphics, all that. Is, Pacers.com is like the warehouse for all of that. Mm-hmm. And the social is just where we're trying to use it to distribute it. So, to, you know, tweets that you'll see on Twitter, um, Facebook posts, all of that is just trying to share our stories about our team and our organization. So you have all these great stories, all these great players and 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 whether it's games or, like you said, a lot of the community involvement that we do, which I think I don't think there's a team in any of the pro sports that do as much in the community as the Pacers do. You guys have to cover all that stuff. But it probably helps when you have one of the most dynamic personalities in all of social media, me. Of course. Uh, I mean, I, I'm probably <laughs> a joy to work with. What, what was that again? <laughs> At Eddie White 3, of At course. Eddie White yeah. 3, really award-winning, wouldn't you say? <laughs> of course, yes. I mean, you totally raise our game to a whole different level. No, I don't. Pat, you know I give them <laughs> headaches uh, and heartaches and all that stuff. So that, it is so great. Uh, we could go on for hours and for hours. Sure. And uh, we're going to get you back again because the next time we get you in, I want you to talk about how you got here. Okay. Because there are a lot of kids and more put a lot of females yeah. who think that want to work in sports go, well, it's kind of a male dominated area. No, 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 no. You are, you really are running this area for us. And you were, you were a godsend at Emmis <laughs> and you've been a, a great addition here with the Pacers. And I'm just glad we could get you on and uh, hopefully I don't cause you much pain the rest of 2016. <laughs> well, thank you. And I appreciate that. And real quick on that is like one of the, one of my favorite things is when somebody finds out who runs the Pacers Twitter account, which is me. And they're like, oh, it's a woman so yes it is a, a woman that is uh the voice of the pacers online but it's a, a it's always fun to uh see people's reaction with that so well, thank you very much hey happy new year happy new year and i promise too. we have only a few hours left of 2016 <laughs> i will not be a pain the rest of this year 2017 <laughs> i'll hold you to that <laughs> it's another story patrick you know celeste well she's absolutely the best and uh, patrick sincerely i wish you a happy new year to you and yours and let's have a great 2017 and uh, keep this thing going. Back to you, my friend. All right, Eddie and Celeste, thank you. And he's right, Celeste is the best. In fact, uh, every time she tweets, you know, we have we have a lot, a large audience for this show and our broadcasts on TV and radio. But think about this: every time she posts, it goes to eight hundred and forty-one thousand people. Not a not a responsibility to be taken lightly. Uh, Celeste Ballou, who is in charge of of many things. At Pacers on Twitter, when you can uh, give them a follow, but you probably already have. We're rounding out the show with a live guest. It's Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith. He's next on Pacers Weekly. 30 years and still number one. 
Bon Jovi, live in concert. This house is not for sale. This house is not for sale. The tour, Bon Jovi, performing all their anthems. Baker's Life Fieldhouse, March 22nd. Every ticket purchased receives a copy of the new album, This House is Not for Sale, available November 4th. Get tickets starting in 1975 at LiveNation.com while supplies last. Service charges apply. There's more at BonJovi.com. Your money, your voice. At Forum Credit Union, that's true even when you're talking about a loan. Sure, the money might be ours to start with, but what good is the money if it's not making things happen? Every day, our members are building decks, buying cars, or heading back to school. Forum's personal service and large array of loan options make it possible. It's not just your money, it's your life, and we want to help you make the most of it. Visit a branch or forumcu.com. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. The Harlem Globetrotters will dribble into Bankers Life Fieldhouse with their action-packed world tour on Saturday, January 14th at noon. Witness amazing Globetrotter moments that will become unforgettable Globetrotter memories. Feel the dunks. See the ball handling. Experience the antics that will have kids of all ages laughing the entire time. Don't miss the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters on Saturday, January 14th at noon. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Hi Pacers fans, this is George Niang. Banker's Life is not just the official insurance partner of the Indiana Pacers, they are also proud supporters of the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 17 seasons, Banker's Life and its parent company, CNO Financial Group, have donated nearly $260,000 to the Pacers Foundation, inspiring and motivating countless Indiana young people. Banker's Life, CNO Financial Group, and the Pacers Foundation are giving kids a winning shot in central Indiana. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org. Wrapping up Pacers Weekly on 93.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan, live on The Circle in downtown Indianapolis. Joining us live as well as Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith. Mark, there's been you know a lot of discussion the past couple of days. The Pacers were coming off a four-game losing streak. Paul George talking about wanting to make the game more fun. C.J. Miles adding in that as well. As it relates to Paul George's role, though, down the stretch last night, he took over in a game where he was solid throughout and then took over late when the team needed him. Is is that the kind of role he, the Pacers, are looking for to kind of try to carbon copy what last night was? I think so. You know, I think Paul has kind of struggled really this year and last with his role, you know, he is the star player. Nobody doubts that. But how assertive is he supposed to be on offense? How many shots does he take? It's not his nature really to be a selfish player. He loves, I think, being a star player, but he's not a selfish person by nature. So he, he struggles with that. Last night he was assertive from the beginning. He was really good in that first quarter. And then he took over the game, as you said, down the stretch. So I think, you know, he's starting to find that balance. And, uh, you know, these last two games, even the loss at Washington, and last night he's been really good, 34 points and 32 points. The thing I always look at with Paul is, is he getting to the foul line? And he was 9 of 9 from the line last night and 8 of, eight of 8 from the line at Washington. I just think when he gets to the line, you know, seven, eight, nine times a game, uh, it means he's playing well because he's attacking the basket. And that was impressive in the fourth quarter. You know, when he had when he took over the game, it wasn't like he hit a couple three pointers. You know, he he was driving and he got to the foul line and hit free throws. And he's hey, this kid's hitting uh, about ninety three percent of his free throws this year. He is he's got a percentage that uh, Reggie Miller 
masked once and topped once, and uh, only Chris Mullen, you know, really had a better season free throw percentage, and he had limited attempts. So he's so good for the foul line, you want him to get there. 32 points in his 400th career game as a Pacer. Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith is with us. Glenn Robinson the third didn't have a flashy line. He rarely does, but talking about his role as well and kind of fitting it perfectly, I thought that was the case last night. Took just four shots, hit all four of those shots. They want him in there for rebounding and defense, and with 10 rebounds, uh, only Cristiano Felicio had more in the game, and he led all Pacers players. It kind of felt like Robinson fulfilled his role perfectly as well. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I asked Nate McMillan after the game, is that the template for how you want Glenn Robinson to play? And, uh, you know, I think it is. Like you said, he only took four shots. If he could take more, you know, they always will say he needs to let the offense come to him. He's not going to go out there and try to create offense for himself. But if he runs the floor, that's really what he contributes. He runs the floor. That creates transition opportunities. You know, he got that early three-pointer on a kickout from Thad Young because he had run the floor, was waiting there in the corner after Jeff Teague threw the ball up the head to Thad Young. So, uh, you know, his energy rubs off on his teammates. You see it in the locker room after the game. His teammates love it. When he plays well, they joke around with him when the media is waiting to talk to him. And uh, his energy really brings something. You know, that dunk attempt he had might have been the play of the game last night. He took off too far out to convert it. He banged it off the front of the rim, but he drew a foul from Jimmy Butler. And you could just see how how excited his teammates were for that. So, um, you know, you can look at a lot of stats as to what determines the team's wins and losses, but – the Pacers are 5-1 and one when Glenn Robinson starts and scores in double figures. And uh, I don't think that's entirely a coincidence. The natural follow-up cl- uh, question with Glenn Robinson the third involves Monte Ellis. Now, he only played 13 minutes last night. Nate McMillan kind of saying his window could be up to 20, so perhaps the Pacers not using him as much as they could have because other players were playing well. But what happens when Monte Ellis is ready to resume full minutes, at least as it relates to his injury? Are the Pacers immediately going to give those back to him? Uh, that is a great question, and I think Nate McMillan is just trying to let it play out. you know. And I have the feeling that last night's game really <laughs> helped Glenn Robinson third's cause for being a starter. What's interesting to me is that by every indication, Monte Ellis is okay with coming off the bench. And this is a guy who's really been a starter his entire career. He's been a star player many seasons, and I think, you know, he's you got to give him credit for accepting that. I talked to Glenn about Monte last night. He said Monte's been a great mentor to him. He's uh, been in his ear giving hits, giving uh, advice both offensively and defensively, and apparently Monte is going to be okay with coming off the bench, and maybe Monte will be more comfortable in his role off the bench, being able to control the ball more. So, uh, that's pretty. that's a big key to the season, I think. I think uh, Glenn Robinson wants to start He's at that point of his career. He's worked hard to get there. If Monte Ellis can accept that and kind of be a mentor off the bench, I think that could be a big plus for the Pacers. Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith joining us. Isn't the answer here, though, for the Pacers to figure it out going forward, improving their road play? Because they have played really well at home. Yeah, no question. You know, you got to win. <laughs> you got to win some games on the road. That usually means defense and rebounding. Uh, you're you may not shoot as well on the road. Most players don't shoot as well on the road as they do at home, just because of the familiarity. And uh, these guys need to find a way to win on the road. You know, you do that with chemistry, with defense, rebounding. You know, a guy like Glenn Robinson 
can have a big part in that, you know, and, and you look at it when he's played well on the road, like that game at Oklahoma City, like that game at Detroit when he was 12 points and 12 rebounds, they've won those games. So, you know, that extra boost he can give really means something. So uh, that's maturity. And uh, certainly I think your your chemistry comes into play more on the road than at home because you don't play off of emotion as much. So that's certainly the next step for these guys. You know, they've got a nice schedule this week, but then they're going to be back on the road again a lot the rest of the month. So uh, certainly the key for them to not only be a playoff team, but maybe be a uh, you know third or fourth seed, something like that, they're going to have to get better on the road. Mark, we have about 30 seconds here, but what do the fans have to look forward to coming up on Pacers.com? Well, you know, I'm uh, trying to get a hold of Chuck Person. He will be uh, a bobblehead coming up later on the next uh, decade night. You know, we're going to do the 80s next and uh, planning to do a story on Chuck Person, who was the rookie of the year in 1986, Donnie Walsh's first draft pick. So uh, certainly a, a notable player in franchise history. I'll have something on him. And then, uh, of course, game coverage tomorrow uh, with uh, the game against Orlando. That's Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith. Mark, thanks for your time this morning, and Happy New Year. All right, same to you, Pat. Thank you. All right, that wraps it up here for Pacers Weekly. For David Deering, I'm Pat Boylan. We'll talk to you next Saturday, as always, at 10 a.m. It's Jersey Johnny and Matt Hicks next. Happy New Year.